Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory, season 13, episode 1. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. Mate, it is so good to see your little face. How are you doing? It's definitely not little, but uh, yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been, um, it's felt like ages since we even properly spoke about Spurs. Do you know what I mean? It's I like normally like it. controls the mood and the conversations and we're both here, we're both smiling and it's like you can tell that we haven't played the game yet because it's all going to change. Wait, I told them, uh, my wife, um, it's pod tonight, she went, really? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like every yeah. Sunday night, pod night. Um, in uh, in my yeah. in my house, it's known as the... Uh, when I say to Karis, oh, pod, it's like, oh, the stupid pod. <laughs> That's the... So yours is the really this. pod and mine is the stupid pod. So <laughs> there we go. Right. If they wanted to pod, I don't know what they would pod about, colours or something. <laughs> I, I just, I'd be like, I would love an hour to myself, you know? But hey, and for them to have something of interest to talk about. But hey, um, so we're, this is the pre-season pod. We've done 13 of them. We're going to talk about transfers in, transfers out, any predictions, quick chat on other um, transfers. We're only going to talk about ones that we've done, so we're not going to cover Harry Kane because there's nothing that we can say that hasn't been said. All we can say is he's either going to stay or he's going to go. That's it, right? Uh, we're not going to talk about preseason games because it's largely a waste of time. Like they, We don't really learn much. Um, I sent over the list of... Uh, transfers in but the first one we didn't I didn't put down was Postacoglu how are you feeling about Postacoglu big edge um I'm probably quite optimistic in terms of what I like is firstly he seems like he's a decent bloke which will mean nothing if he loses his first five games he'll be out right but it feels refreshing to have somebody that wants to be at Spurs and he's like genuinely seems like happy to be here and it, it, it also comes across like there's there's no messing about with him, which is what I like. It's just sort of like you're either in this or you're not. And if you're not, I'm not going to bother with you. Um, He's sort of got that old school manager vibe, hasn't he? Not so much like a coach, although he is a great coach from what I've read about. But he's got that that Ferguson manager. Do you know what I mean? Like it's almost the granddad. You don't you know, you don't answer back kind of vibe about him. So I'm quite excited because it's something different. Is, you know, something we haven't seen for a while. It's someone that, you know, said he wants to come in and play front foot Spurs type football. Um, but for me, the biggest thing is that he seems he seems genuinely de- delighted to be the Spurs manager. And let's face it, that hasn't been the case for a couple of years now. Um, so it's nice to have that back. Yeah, we've got it's, it's a step up for him. He wants to make the most of the opportunity, which we haven't had. Even Nuno, it didn't feel like that with him because he knew he was fifth yeah. in line. Um, obviously, Ryan Mason had that and felt it. And that's why we loved him, even though he didn't have a great run of results at the end of last season. But he felt like he wanted it. And yeah, like you say, he's got old school. He's direct and mm. he's, he's a big presence, but he's also got a bit of emotional maturity about him. So I think I, I honestly, I couldn't be happier. I don't know who I'd rather have unless you're going to get Guardiola or Klopp. Then I, I don't really know who you're going to get. And I don't particularly want either of those two either. So. And tell you what I really like is that Ryan Mason has stayed as his back in his backroom staff because it Ryan Mason couldn't it would have been a big disappointment to have him full time because he's a he's a great kid great lad I mean he's not that much younger than me but it just it wasn't right he wasn't ready right so yeah I'll completely completely I'm I've always been a big believer that I think that you need people around the team that know the club anyway just you okay. know like you know what the supporters looking for you know like he knows what Spurs is doesn't he. Um, and on on Postacoglu as well, I like that there is also that element of it's not just about creating a good football team, but it's also creating good people. And like we seem to be going, like, I feel like that's what Spurs is. It's not, you know, you, you, it's a certain way of playing and all that, of course there is, but it's also about, you know, representing Tottenham and being a good person in the community. And it just seems like those core values we have not had for a while. Um, and obviously, look, we watch football because we want to win. Of course we do. But it's so difficult to win that you want to be able to fall back on stuff like that. And you know, and you want to be proud of watching your team and you want to see work that the club's doing in the community. You know, you want to see players that are 
conducting themselves properly off the pitch like and I just feel like we've lost quite a lot of that um so it's great to sort of when he signed Madison that's what he said didn't he he's like it's a great player but it's a great person and mm-hmm. like he's going to bring a lot to Tottenham and it's like that's the kind of it's characters isn't it that's that's the kind of thing that I think that you, that you want so I feel refreshingly optimistic I, I wouldn't say that I've got high hopes for us this season but I feel more excited going into it knowing that like it might not work but like you know it's better to fail aiming high isn't it? Do you know what I mean and it feels it feels like we're there again that you know we're all thinking cool we could have an amazing season reality is we probably won't but it's nice to be going into it thinking something could happen whereas the last few years it's been you've been going into it with a bit of like oh you know this yeah, is going to yeah. be a tough watch but you know which you know who knows what's going to happen but it's nice to feel like I'm looking forward to the weekend and I, I can't say that there have been that many games in the last few years that I've really been looking forward to. No, we that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And like we if we just wanted to watch football and win, we'd all go support City and that's not what we're here for. If Tottenham were an animal, they'd be a dog, you know, that apart from a fighting cock, obviously. But the um the, the whole thing about them is like it's loyal, it's it's positive, it's pragmatic, it's exciting. Like if the the other lot, we just won the community shield very well they'd be a cat you know because their thing is a bit snide it's a bit fabregas they're not nice people they're just a bit slimy and but uh, and that you're exactly right you're exactly right i can't wait just to see i don't know we'll get battered but i'd rather lose you know i think city will score their first goal in the tottenham Hotspur stadium and destroy us uh yeah and i'm fine with that you know like we've got to expect that but i'd rather it than the conte way or the Mourinho way, which destroys who we were. And yeah. this rediscovery of self is absolutely critical. And I think there are some Spurs fans who were a bit critical of him because, like, he's not the big name. He's Australian, which there may be some, I guess, racism in there. Or, But actually, it's exactly what we needed. So I can't wait. Yeah. You've moved on to the first of our our biggest transfer fee, Madison. I'm, I, I honestly couldn't be happier with that. I could not be happier Good with that. Good signing. Good signing. It, it, look, talented player. He gets goals, assists. He's a, he's a good player and he strengthens us in an area that we've been lacking for a, a few seasons, which is that slightly more creative midfielder. The only counter to it is, you know, that type of player, I don't think we've lacked it that much because we haven't played a system that has that kind of player anyway. Yeah. But um, obviously, you know, the way that Postacoglu wants to play has those sort of two more creative central midfielders and one sitting, doesn't he, really? Whereas we've been used to having the the, the two defensive midfielders in there. So a lot, I think he's a really smart signing. Um, it was a really good deal, you know, like we got it done fairly early in the window. So he's been able to go and have a good pre-season and that, well, I say good, he's been able to be on the pre-season tour, um, which has been good, you know. Uh, but I always think for... Uh, for an English player, it's probably easier settling in anyway, because like you know, he knows a lot of them. So that, that I think it's been a really, really smart buy. Um, can't fault it whatsoever. I mean, the the I thought the criticism you were going to talk was, you know, he's creating his midfielder. He's meant to be one of the best in the country, but he's just been relegated. You know, he wasn't able to save Leicester. But it's not all on him, is it? I mean, you can create not as many to... goals as you want if you if could concede him. Look, you can look at Kane in the Spurs team last year. He scored thirty odd goals and the team finished eighth. Do you know what I mean? If you yeah. if you're shipping twice as many at the wrong end, it's difficult. But um, and I'm pleased I'm pleased to see Madison. Oh, I'm also pleased that like to see us go and buy a proven Premier League player because it's you know it's difficult to do that because it comes at such a high cost. Um, and oh, yeah. you know you you're often competing against City, Liverpool. You know these teams to buy. So, but it's been it's felt like a while since we've gone and bought a proper you know, good good transfer fee, got it done early, proven That's in it. the prem. That's it. Know. We know who we wanted and we yeah. went and got him and that was it. We just went in and got him. And there was always those reports that Newcastle were in for him, weren't there? And actually we wanted him, we went and got him, which is great. The other then the new signing is Vicario, the uh the goalkeeper. I'm really excited. I don't know why I love goalkeepers. I, I there's just I loved it when Hugo came. Um and it's weird because like it's the first goalkeeper we've had you know like new goalkeeper we've had in 10 years like I you know Brad Friedel was our last keeper before Hugo and that feels like like a completely different it was a different stadium away you know two stadiums ago 
I'm really excited. Like the all the comments from all the chat boards from the Italians were like, if the big teams in Italy didn't already have established keepers, they would be going for him. I, I think we might have a bargain here. Even the, the manager of um, Empoli came out and said that the owner was like, um, he's using us as a stepping stone. Cool. You know, let's prove him wrong. Why don't why don't we want players who want to be at the best teams? Surely that's great. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't comment too much on him. I can't, I've, I've not seen the guy play. Um, we've just known that the goalkeeper position has been one we've needed to have got sorted for a while. So it's good that we've gone and done that. Um, time will tell. It it will be very strange going and watching Spurs and Hugo not being in goal. You know, and like we've both criticised him a lot the last couple of years, but it will be strange going and watching Spurs and him not being there. You know, and all of a sudden, it's something we have to think about. Do you know what I mean? We've just got so used to well, yeah, it's Lloris in goal. You know, you don't worry, you don't worry about it as such. Whereas now it's like, oh, you know, is, is this going to work? Is it not? So, um, look from what. From all the reports and everything that everyone reads online, it seems like he's meant to be a decent goalkeeper. Um, Premier League's tough, so we'll see how he gets on. But um, again, it's a fairly low fee, which could be brilliant or it could be terrible. You know, it's like it'll, it'll be one or the other. But um, I'm just happy that they've identified the goalie they want and gone out and got him. Yeah, I mean, it's worth remembering how different Hugo was to what we see him as now. Like Hugo was a the sweeper keeper. Um, which it, it was crazy back in the day where he used to run from outside the TV shop to get the ball. Like it was, it was mad. And then basically stopped when Lukaku tried to put his knee through his head, right? And then he just calmed down a little bit. Um, the other new signing is this Solomon, who was at Fulham last year. Um, interesting one because, you know, we've got Brian Hill here. We've got a few others who could play this position, but we've gone and got another winger. What, why did we do that? Free transfer, wasn't it? Um, it's this weird thing where Shakhtar want money for him. Yeah. I mean, I guess they've probably looked at it and like, Lucas Moore has gone. They need to get somebody, they probably need to get somebody else in. He's quite young. Like, he had a good end to the season at Fulham, didn't he? Score quite a few goals. Um, again, he, I just think that they've probably looked at that and gone, it seems like a bit of a, a, bit of a no-risk signing. Like, you know, we're not paying a fee. His wages are probably not that much. Like, he's fairly young and unproven. He could be a bit of a wild card. And it's like, if he's not, you've not really lost out. Like, let's face it, with a, in a front, a fully fit front three, he's not, he's not, he's not playing. He's on the bench. Um, yeah. But he could be, what, what he does look like from what you saw the back end of last season with Fulham is, he looks like an old school winger that will get the ball and he'll go at someone 1v1. And it's like, that can offer you something completely different. Now, when you're playing against teams that are sitting deep and it's a lot of pass pass, sometimes you just need someone to get the ball and go past someone. And he he has that bit of unpredictability about him. So I, I think it was a smart free transfer. Um, you don't want that to sort of be one of your bigger signings of the window, but I think yeah, yeah. it probably made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's just a squad player. We, we haven't, Cut the fat. We'll come on to that. We haven't cut the fat as much as we need to, but we'll come on to that. I mean, we've had some here we goes from Romano. So yeah. Mickey Van der Ven um, got a song already for him lined up. So that'll be good. Rapid centre back, and that's what I look for in centre backs. Is just how quick they are. Yeah. Um, but I mean, forty-three million pounds a lot of money for, for a centre back from Wolfsburg. It is, and young centre back as well. Um, they're all. I always think that they're the. It's such a difficult market to go and buy a, a centre half because your established ones are the ones that everybody wants, right? Because they're no mm. risk. When it's like, if you think back to the amount of young centre backs that have come into the Premier League or played in any of the top leagues the last four or five years, there's not that many that land and actually go on and do really well. It's really, really difficult to get right. Um, What's the Chelsea one? Sorry for Inku, uh, not Inku, he's the one they signed. Um, who's the one that they signed who scored against us? Koulibaly. Yeah. Come in. There was all that fussy from Napoli, wasn't he's there? Gone, he was he? Bit, he's gone this year, yeah. Well, you forget as well that the transfer that, that never seems to get mentioned is they spent about 70, 80 million on Fafana from Leicester, didn't yeah. they? And he's just been injured and not played. And it's like, that's one of the biggest transfers in the history of the Premier League. Like, so you can, it's, easy to, it's easy to get them wrong, yeah. Um, I think for that type of fee, look, I think someone like Spurs, knowing that we've got problems at centre-back, you're going to 
be paying that for anybody, aren't you? Like that's sort of the going rate now. Um, but he's a left-sided centre-half, isn't he? Which is we've struggled really since Vertonghen's gone for anybody to, to to go in there. And like you say, big, powerful and quick. So there's the there's the, the makeup there of what could be a, a good centre-half. So we'll see. Again, you just... You're just happy that we're strengthening in in those areas because you know we said all the last year right we need two centre halves probably a fullback and a goalkeeper as an absolute minimum so we get we're getting there we're slowly working our way through the list. Yeah, and this Alejo Velez from Rosario Central. If you say you know anything about him more than anything that's been written in the last 24 hours, I will I will call you out. Yeah, no one does. No one does. Yeah. These players come out of nowhere, don't they? But you know, again, wild card, isn't it? Yeah. All the reports are like they all are, but he's one of the most exciting talents in world football. So we'll look forward to that one. Um, the other, let's talk about the ones that have been signed on a permanent then, because we've got Horro. I mean, we didn't have a choice, did we? I mean, we've also signed that um, set about Phillips and Blackburn. We'll, yeah. we'll see how good. We'll see. We'll see how good. That's one for the future, though, isn't it? You Definitely. think? You know, like, I know. I know. There's not a lot in it between the, you know, the top half of the Championship and the bottom half of the Premier League. But like, you'd you'd assume, you know, no European football for us this year. Like, he's probably one for the future. He might get some early. He might get some minutes in some games, but I don't expect him to play much. No. Poro, forty million. Look great as a winger. I think this more forward approach will be good for him. Seemed look. He seemed good going forward. Um. Again, there's a hunger and a bit of aggression there that I like in a player. Um, there's a lot of question marks defensively um, about him, but you find me many fullbacks actually now that, that can defend. You know, there's not actually that many about. Um, I think, look, he he's definitely shown towards the end of last season, probably the last 10 games of the season, it really seemed to feel like he was finding his feet a bit more. So you hope that with, yeah, a bit more of a front foot style of football, um, that that he could kick on again, but I, again, I think it makes sense for us to have done all of that anyway, because like I don't know if we had to buy him or not, but if we didn't, you sort of like, well, if you don't, you're then gonna have to go and buy a right back anyway, so you might as well give the guy that yeah. you've got to go. Well, that leads us on to Kulusevski. Um I'm still not sure about him. He's quality. You having it? He's qu- he's a quality player. The 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 problem he's got is everybody's expecting him to be the player he was for those first six months when he came in. And his yeah. his numbers, I think we spoke about it a few times. Like yeah. His numbers were not sustainable. They were like, no, no, the, no. they were as good as any right side of the attacker in Europe. Like his goals yeah. and assists, it was, it was incredible. So it's like, he's never going to maintain that. I think last year was was a toughie. I think he probably got found out a little bit last year. That's what um, I'm thinking. Coming into the Premier League, he was a. I mean, I didn't know too much about him. I, I don't think many people did. I know he'd played for Juventus, but no one really knew that much about him. And again, he was another one. He was a bit of an unknown quantity for the first few months. And it's like he really hit the ground running. Like, I think there's a quality player there. He's He's got a fantastic first touch. He links play really well. You, we've seen the quality that he has got in the final third. Like He can score and create. Again, I think for him, it's just about getting a bit of rhythm and getting a good run going. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think I think he's quality. And for for his age, what is he like? Twenty two. Like he, he's this is true. He's, he's so young. He's only like six months older than Phil Foden. And it, do you know what I mean? So it's like when you put it in that kind of comparison in terms of the age, like there is a real, real good player there. So I'm I'm happy we've got that done. Right. I can't wait to see him, son. Madison sort of wanted yeah. a bit like the old son Delhi and Ericsson yeah. interacting. That would be lovely. Yeah. And 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 Richarlison in there as well because I mean he needs to do something now that boy. And I think he'll suit this this style really really well. The it's I think it's it's going to be tough for him again this year because if that that front four is the first choice front four right no there's no question about that Kulusevski, Madison, Son and Kane that, that's a great front four we've got right. um, Richarlison uh, he's not starting any games like if you because if you're being honest Kane plays every game every single game he plays in um, so when Richarlison is getting minutes up top he's going to be getting 10-15 minutes like so I just worry for him that like How's he going to actually make it? He needs to score some goals. That, does, that's his problem. Really that, like, if we're if we're being completely honest here, what did he score? Four goals last year. 
But he got more yellow cards for celebrating goals than he did goals in the Premier League. That's what I mean. And it's like, look, so my only way for him is, is he, is he going to get minutes? Is he going to get the minutes? You know, and if he does, it's probably going to be more in wider areas than it is through the middle. That's what I was going to say. He will definitely play out wide. I reckon he'll even be in rotation with Sun. He's very comfortable there and he's played there before. I I think he's been played number nine just because that's the way Brazil play. But they play that fluid system where they all interact with each other. With, um, Neymar and Jesus and, uh, uh, and um, Richarlison. I... Unless Kane goes, he he will be in rotation with the other three, um, mm. and that's just that's just the way it is. Uh, he's mm. been injured, isn't he? So it it'll be good to see him back. He's still young. He's twenty six. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, the fee we paid for him, they won't be getting rid of him anyway because they won't be able to get anywhere near that amount of money. So it's like it's it's a big season for him because if he has another poor season, you know, you just sort of wonder where does it go. I just I think for someone like him, it's really tough that we've not got any European football. Because if we'd have been in the conference, they'd have been bang, you'd have got minutes there. Like, no yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah. it's for those fringe players, it might be a, a bit of a tougher one for them. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, let's talk about our transfers out. So Mora left. He looks like he's signing for a team in Brazil, which is cool. And the only one we've sold is Harry Winks. For just under, mm. well, about 10 million to Leicester, wasn't it? Sad to see him go. He's, he's old now. He's 27, 28. You know, he's... He's older than I thought he was. He was just another one, wasn't he? He just he peaked so early. And he had, those, he had a couple of injuries, didn't he? Um, look, he he can look back on his Spurs career. He's a Spurs boy and he captained Spurs in games. You know, he played in the Champions League final. You know, he played for England. You know, he achieved beyond probably what he ever thought he would. And it's like, unfortunately, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like, it just comes to an end. And it, it, there is a sense of... You know, it's the same, you know, when you, you, you look at Deli Alley and you still like hold on to could there be a resurgence? But like unfortunately most of the time, like, no, it doesn't like as soon as you start dipping, that's normally you're gone. And the fact that he's playing championship football now is like, oh, like it's probably where he is, isn't it, in yeah. reality? And that's um, fine. That's yeah. fine. That's yeah. an incredible career. It's still but also like... I was gonna say an a, an amazing story for the Spurs youth setup. Do you know what I mean? That the player's gone on, captained the first team, and then they've sold him for 10, 11 million quid. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that, that that type of success for the academy is incredible. I mean, there are so many happy memories. The game against uh, Real Madrid, he was absolutely fabulous. Yeah, he was great. Man. He controlled the midfield. Against Luka Modric, like, what, what, a, what a player. He scored that goal. He scored a goal against Fulham, didn't he? To get last to the minute, draw, last minute winner. Excellent. Last minute winner. Sorry, he scored that really weird one. Reminded me of the Paul Konchesky one in the FA Cup final from the right where he, he said he, what, he he meant it and he obviously didn't. Yeah. Um, but the most important goal was was it the one to get the draw against West Ham in his debut for for Sp- what what that that is the dream. I'd have that shot on my wall. You know, mm-hmm. scoring against West Ham in the last West Ham. I didn't see it. I was, I was at the game, but I didn't see it. Um, at the last game against that lot at the at the white at White Hart Lane, mm. I just stuff dreams are made of. Fabulous. Mm. Um, DJ Spence is on the transfer list as, alongside Luis and Don Belly and Rodon. No one wants him. And Don Belly, they're talking about it's going, going to Spence. Like, what's happened there? I think they bought him as a, an investment for the future. I mean, they spent a lot of money on him, and it just hasn't worked out, has it? What because even his loan for? spell last year, he started off great, didn't he? And then he didn't play. And you just there's 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 something going on there. And you just like you just need someone to grab hold of that situation because there's obviously a talented player there. You know, there's no doubt about that. But it just seems to be that people are struggling to create the best opportunity for him to do well because you know there's a lot of hype around him. And you know for us to have spent that amount of money, you know, you just think what what's what's gone on there. So it's it's a shame if. You know, he doesn't get a crack at it. We've got a few. I mean, I'm, I still don't know what we do with Sessegnon. I know he's just, he's constantly injured. Got to get rid. You've got to get rid. The guy doesn't play. Ever. You know, he doesn't ever, play. Ever. You just can't have players that miss more games than what they're fit they for. Play. Yeah, and then yeah. when he, and if, let's be honest, when he's played, I, I've, I've hardly watched him have like a, 
a good game. I remember he played well once against Liverpool, up against Salah, and that's about it. Yeah, and yeah. you're talking, we signed him. In, we signed him in 2019. It's crazy, isn't it? Crazy. You know, like they've got, they just got to get. You know, it's again. He it seems like a nice lad, but you just you've got to get rid. I'm really excited to see Saar, um, Pusuma, and who's the other one that I'm really excited? Destiny Doggy. I'm really excited just to see what happens to them. Like I, Saar, we saw a little bit and he looks great. Pusuma, we know is great and he's looking better and better and better now his injury sorted out. And then Destiny Doggy comes with great pedigree, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Hugo, I'm really sad we didn't get to say goodbye to him properly and that that Newcastle game is his last game, but mm. I just I just hope he gets to go somewhere good. Like he's from Monaco, isn't he? He was from that area, Monte. Where's he from? Is he from Monte Carlo? He's from a quite. It's yeah, his dad's a banker, from, isn't he? He's from money, isn't he? He's from absolute money. Um, he gets retired. I well, there was a bit of talk, wasn't there, last week about some Saudi sides being interested in him, and it's like I could see something like that. Like I could, like. His, his best footballing years are way behind him. It's like, it, you know, he's won the World Cup, like, you know. 36. Yeah, let's say he's got three or four years in him, max. But, like, yeah, maybe go to, I mean, I, this this Saudi thing is a bit of a disgrace. I, Henderson is the one I've disappointed in the most, um, but we'll we'll leave that yeah. when Chris is on. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll unleash Chris for that episode. We all, we all know what's going on there. Yeah. Um, Joe Roden, obviously, like, joke's over now. He needs to get gone. Ben Dombele needs to get gone. There's so many that need to get gone. It, that's the worry, though, isn't it, Asti? If you look at it, Winks is the only one we sold. And, like, more yeah. is left on a free. We haven't we haven't got any of them out yet, which is the problem. Um, there's one or two. Like, Lacelso looks like he will be part of it next year. I said this. I said Doesn't this him. all last season. He yeah. looks like he'll be part of it. Um, Jury's still massively out for me. I'm not I'm not sure. Um but that, that's the worry. And this has been the problem, hasn't it, for quite a few years. It's it's not so much like getting the players in, it's getting rid of the... It's, t- it's cutting the losses and just getting players out the door that you don't want part of it, which seems to be what we find the toughest. Like, there's a bit of a myth that we don't spend money. It's like we've spent plenty of cash the last four or five years, so we just don't spend it well. But the problem's been we've held on the players for too long and they've then become a massive liability. You even... As much as we love them, you look at Larice, Alderweireld, Vertonghen, Rose. Do you know what I mean? Like they are four players that were absolutely amount dire. That you know that have been amazing, but like we just held on to them for a little bit too long, and then they become a liability. And the same thing's happening again here. So it's really really tough because these players would be on massive wages. And look at someone like Eric Dyer or someone like Davinson Sanchez, and you just think like, so a club's got to come in and want them. And like I know that sounds brutal, but like the clubs that want them, they're not going to want to go and play for. So you're in this awful middle ground of like, well, we're just we're both just stuck then. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing on transfer news, my favourite bit was Spurs are interested in in, in Mbappe. What, <laughs> what world? <laughs> Imagine being the person that has to go and this go and negotiate that. We're not in Europe. There's lots of other teams. That we, we know you want Real Madrid. It's a project. It's, it's a project. We've got this Australian manager who is really nice. Um, you can pass the ball to Harry Kane, who's the best striker yeah. in the world. <laughs> you might you might not even start because we've got Kane. Do you know what I mean? I just said that. Oh, it was like, cool. um, did you watch Sunderland Till I Die when that was out? Yeah. And one of the first episodes when they've just got relegated and they're in a scouting meeting and the CEO goes, why am I looking at a list of players that we could sign? And Zlatan Ibrahimovic's name's on the list. He was like, do you honestly think he's going to come to Sunderland? And the scout goes, well, we weren't quite sure what our wage budget for the year was. It's like, OK, well, we can probably scrap that name. Good. Amazing. Uh, can I just name some transfers before we go on to our final just predictions? Go I don't it. understand. Kai Havertz, 65 million. A lot of money. A lot, lot of money. money. Don't get it. Uh, I don't. I don't think Declan Rice is worth 105 million. I know he's really good. I don't think he's worth. I know his English tax. I think he's worth 105 million. I'm sure you think he's good, and I'm sure he'll be at the heart of Arsenal for the next 10 years. So maybe he's that good. It's it's so difficult. I I struggle that I don't think any holding midfielder is worth that amount of money. That that's no. my issue with it. Like Rice Rice is 
without doubt one of the best holding midfielders about like he could yeah. walk into pretty much any side apart from maybe City you know would he get in Bayern's ahead of Kimmich maybe not like but but pretty much any any team he's he's, get, he's getting in um what you what they are getting with him is that's a player for the next 10 years and like that's where the transfer fee is worth it because he's you know he's young and he's a quality player like they've really strengthened they've like he's as good of good a holding midfield like says as there is about so they've really gone and got a good player there but it, it is a lot of money on a position that is important but it, it, you don't win holding midfielders don't win your games but they don't no i guess they're going to be seen as 10 million for me a year for the next 10 years because it's yeah. a lot of money i think alexis McAllister for 35 million to liverpool from brighton is a fantastic signing i think but Liverpool is in such a weird place because that front three is disjointed. Yeah. They don't know what to do with Trent anymore. The midfield's a bit odd now. It's it's a funny one. They need it is to a un- weird one. The 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 thing as well is there's been no player that has left Brighton in the last five six years and then gone on and been better at their next side. If you look at all the players they've sold, like they all go and it doesn't quite seem to work for them which is a really weird weird dynamic. And it's like, is Brighton just like an amazing model to go and play in? And so the, there's no doubt that McAllister's a good player. You know, you don't play in the Argentinian team win the World Cup if you're not a good player. I'm just not sure if he suits the way that Liverpool play. Like, I, I when, it, when I think of the best Liverpool teams, it's high intensity, it's aggressive. It's not necessarily having the best footballers in the world. They're just like, they're awful to play against and they're so direct and... McAllister's McAllister for me is one that slots in really nicely at City you know he'd look great there in that Bernardo Silva kind of player but it's like at, at Liverpool, I don't know I'm not sure yeah, I yeah. think Liverpool could have a really really tough season me too me too I, I don't think I think there's question marks over Nunez as well and Henderson leaving is, is a big thing in the in the just that leaves a bit of a glue yeah in Cuckoo, I think uh, um, Chelsea thinks going to be really good from Leipzig. He just he looked good last season, so that's going to be interesting. But they've got rid of twenty eight players. They've got rid of so many on a free. Abamia gone on a free. You know that we need to do more of that. And Mason Mount, sixty million is a lot, but I think I I, I think that was a great sell from Chelsea. To that's be what totally honest with you, yeah, yeah. I lean more on that. I, I like Mason Mount. I think he's a good player. If we were going and spending 60 million on him, I'd be a bit like 60 million. It falls into the Richarlison. You think, oh, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Like, isn't it? Decent, but that's a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Tonali from Milan to Newcastle, fabulous. I thought that he's going to be really exciting. But well, the- we were lucky enough to see him, weren't we, last year? Like, mm. And he looked looked a class. He looked a class act. But um, yeah. there's the narrative, isn't it, that he doesn't want to be in Newcastle? Which, like, I've just found that really funny reading that. That it's like, oh, we don't want it. It's like, he's signed. Of course he wants to be there. Like, he wouldn't have signed if he didn't want to go and play there. Like, it's baffling. Uh, Gvardiol, I know it's not official, official, but Gvardiol to City for 80 million or whatever it's going to be. He he looks class, doesn't he? Um, It's terrifying. Like, City are just, you think, like, they're amazing at centre-back. Why don't they just another centre-back? And, like... Pep is the master at knowing six months before a player is gone that nope. Yeah. He's so good at it. Like you think in January when they he bounced out Jao Cancelo and everyone was going, but he ain't got a left back. Like what are you doing? And it's like that's cool, he just played a Kanji at left back. Or like yeah. he played Ake. And like they looked to make like he's so so good at it. He just bounces players out and you think, really? Yeah. But it always gets proven right, you know, and there's all this stuff about Carl Walker leaving, isn't there? And everyone yeah. going, why would you? But like, he's obviously seen something where it's like, amazing player, but I need someone else now. Yeah, yeah. Final one, Wilf Zaha going to Galatasaray on a free. That was weird. That was weird. Does no one else want him? Like, I, I didn't uh, understand he, that. Unless, like, it's really difficult. So I've always been a massive fan of Zaha. Like a massive, massive fan of him. And I've always said that he could go and play in a real top team. And like Palace, he's carried Palace for the last seven or eight. So if you look at you look at the stats, like they just can't win when he's not there. Like it's staggering. Um, And I've always thought he could go to a top team and he'd do brilliantly. Um, So to see him go to Galatasaray, I don't know. Like you straight away, you think, are they just offering if they offered him a massive contract that he can't say no to? Or actually, is it that? 
you know, he can just go and play and have a life where he's, you know, he probably he, he's not got to worry about being Wolf Zaha in London anymore. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, just take yourself in a completely different culture. And maybe that, maybe that that's what he wanted more than, because Galatasaray do play European football as well. That's the thing, you know, Mate, like he'll, he'll get to experience that. Yeah. Istanbul, one of the greatest cities in the world. I'm, I, I mean, I've literally got a guidebook to it here. Um, go in. I'm, I'll tell you if I see it. You might be wandering around <laughs> uh, Top Capital Palace or something. Um, I, I mean, he tried it at Man United, it didn't work, but that was, you know, it's easy to fail when you're that young. I just, it's just odd to me. It's really odd. Um, but, I mean, Etze looks really good. He, he destroyed us last season, didn't he, Etze? I, I'm really excited to see him. Yeah, he's a good player. They've got a palette that you know, Palace have got quite a, a few good young players coming through. Yeah, quite like, good, aren't they? As a, I think Olise is a really nice player. Um, Mark Gray here at the back as well, a young English centre back. Like he, there's a lot of clubs looking at him, but like they're just, I like Palace just as a club. You know, mm. like the way they're a great set of supporters. Like you know, I just I like them, but I think they could be in for a tough season as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think the league this year is going to be really weird in terms of. My, I look at most teams and think you're going to struggle. Yeah. Like there's only you only probably look at you know City are going to be great and Arsenal strengthened. You look around at the rest, you think Liverpool are probably going to struggle. Chelsea look all over the place. Like we're in transition. You just you know you think like Brentford and Brighton are going to struggle with Europe and not having a big enough squad, and you just think core like. You know, West Ham are going to be in a relegation battle, up like 100%. They they could really get dragged into it. The newly promoted sides coming up, like Luton, the fact they're there is amazing. But like yeah. Sheffield United have like lost three or four of their key players there in yeah, financial yeah, yeah. mess. Like you just think, cool, like it could be a, you could end up with like really the whole bottom half are in a relegation battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, quite yes, I agree. Um, so let's let's do this then to finish off. So where do you think we're going to finish? Or uh, I would say. I mean, work I'll, it out. So City and us, us at the top probably. I'll go for an. I'll go for an optimistic fifth. Optimistic fifth. Fifth or sixth? Like we finished eighth last year. We shouldn't have finished eighth. Like we shouldn't have. You know, we should have been in the top. And our team is relatively Wait, similar. But- we should have been higher or lower. Yeah, we should have been. We finished the season terribly last year. Absolutely terribly last year. Some of the defeats at the end were just... If we'd have beaten Brentford at home, which we should do, we would have finished... Was it sixth, I think? Yeah. So it's like... It's those fine margins. So, like, we're, we're a top six side. We're not a top three team. We're a top six side. You know, if we if we didn't finish in the top six, Christ, that would be a poor season. Um, fifth gets your Champions League now isn't it so it's top five isn't it so you know there's no reason why we can't finish there so what What do you think i'm going city and arsenal at the top and then it's difficult isn't it because this this no europe thing is a big deal is a really really big deal because then i go united and newcastle are up there but i think we are in there fighting for third fourth and fifth Oh, I've got Liverpool as well. I I think win the third, fourth, fifth, sixth league. Yeah. Um, and I would I think we could get fourth or fifth. No, yeah, there's, there's, there, we'd have to have a really poor season to not be in the mix of that. Like if you're looking at it realistically, like for us to be like eighth, with we're basically going to be playing one game a week. That's it for the whole season. So it's like for us to end up eighth, like you're saying we're probably going to end up having to lose like 10, 11 games. Like we'd have to have a poor season. We're going to get fewer injuries. We can rotate in the um, the League Cup so we can get all the other teams, all the other the kids playing in the second team. Which we playing. shouldn't do. We shouldn't do. We don't, we don't have to do that this year now. That That's the Just thing. Just go for it. Go for it. Like there's no reason why when that when those early League Cup games come round that we're not a full strength. There is no, there's no reason whatsoever. We've got to play second round, which is, what is that at the end of this month or start of September? Isn't it? We're in the second round of it this year because we didn't finish in the European spot. Um, Fine. I'm adding FA Cup and League Cup to finish. Where are we going to finish? There's just, there's there's no reason why we, why we 
have to rotate any of our starting 11. And that's been our downfall. If you look back over the last two years, it's like we went out of the FA Cup to Sheffield United last year. We came was on the bench. Came was on the bench. And it's like there, there's no need for us to do that this year. Um, so we should be going all out for every every game. You know, there's there's well, no there's no need to rotate. Rotating's not a thing this season. FA Cup and League Cup finishing then. Where are we? Give me. I think the League Cup. You you've. I always think you've got a better chance in the League Cup because yeah. some of the bigger sides in the earlier rounds play a significantly weaker team. Like if you have a look at like the sides that Liverpool chuck out in the early League Cup rounds. Yeah, yeah. Like they are the real kids. Um. But to win either, you're going to have to beat two top teams, like you in, inevitably. Um, so you just hope that this this season is the season for it, you know. Um, I'd be gutted if we didn't go deep in one of the cups. You mm. know, if we didn't get to a semi final in one of them, you'd be like, what's gone on there? Like we, you know, we've either been really unlucky with who we've drawn, or yeah. we've played poorly. But um. You've just got to get through those early League Cup rounds because there's always a few shocks as well. Um, it's just important. For, so I, I think that could be the one that we've got most chance in. Right, I'm doing quarters in the FA Cup, final in the uh, League Cup. Who's going to be our unexpected hero? I'm going to go Bissouma. Literally what I just wrote as well. Really? This year? Yeah. Fine, standout player. It's, 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 it's impossible to look beyond Kane, isn't it? Because it is every single season. It's impossible. Um, I think that there might be, you know, like, I feel like someone like Porro could have a really great season. You know, someone that's like just starting to grow. You could get someone like that that you just like, wow, they've, you know, they've been amazing. Um, it'd be great if one of the, like, wouldn't it be brilliant if like Madison was just incredible? And it was like, you know, that's the guy you know, that we've brought in and it's just, you know, it's gelled the whole side. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, an ultimate question to about the one you don't know about. The, what do you want to feel or look back and say at the end of the season? Um, Well, that's a good one. Probably that we've had a go. Like, I think that's the thing that, you know, like we, we've we've gone for it and it's like we might not have won. But like we've gone for it and it's just felt like we've been playing with the shackles on the last few years. And you're just like, let's just unleash that front four and have a go at teams. Yeah. And it's like if we if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like we will this season get a paste in from somebody like we will. Like, you, you know, you can just see it like we go up there with this attacking high press and we just get absolutely hammered by somebody. But um yeah, to have a go, and I want to look back at the end of the season and be like, I can tell you what Tottenham is under Postacoglu, because I've not, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you what it's been for the last four years. Yeah, yeah. I, I put we aimed high, had a bit of flexibility, because I don't want it to be. You know, one of the criticisms of Angie's system is he just has system A. I, I need to see a bit of flexibility. Final one. Uh, what's our goal difference going to be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, plus 16. Okay, 16. So last year, just, just I'm just looking at, do you remember what it was last year? It was disgraceful. It was like zero, wasn't it? It was seven. It was better than I thought it was. Seven. But I mean, we conceded 63, so we conceded we were bad. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we'll score less and concede less this year. Yeah, I've got 12. All right, so finished position for you, optimistic fifth or sixth, get to a semi-final in the Cup, Basuma or Poro, unexpected hero, Kane standout player, feeling at the end of the season we had to go with goal difference to 16. I've got finished fourth or fifth, quarters and final in the FA Cup and the League Cup, Basuma, Madsen, we aimed high, had a bit of flexibility, goal difference of 12. It's good, mate, it's, um, it's good to be back in the saddle. We just, we just want that trophy in the cabinet this year. That's the one we want, you know, that would just, it will make everything feel so much better to just get that done, you know, break that duck that's been, God, would it be 16 years if we win something this season? 16 yeah. years since we won something, you know, 
Uh, on, a, on a personal level, I'd love nothing more than an FA Cup final with my dad. That would just be that, you know, that would be that would be incredible to experience that because when we've been in FA Cup final since was it 91. Yeah, don't. Yeah. It'd be nice to go to Wembley for the reason of a final or, you know, not a semi-final, like a final in yeah. Spurs, because the last final we went to was the Champions League final, wasn't it? Which was a while ago now. That feels it, that feels now like a long time ago. What was that? 19? Yeah. It feels like a lot longer, even though that's four years. That's pre-pandemic. Is that right? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Pre-pandemic. That's what I mean. And since then, we've had Nuno, Mourinho, Conte, pandemic. pandemic. Jeez. And now, so it feels like a long time ago that now. So it's like, this is the year, you know, let's kick on and let's go for it. It's funny in football because 12 months ago, there is no way in hell that anybody would have been sat around saying Arsenal are going to be in a title race with City. That, 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 there was just no way. People didn't even have them in the top four. I'm not saying we're going to do that this year, but sometimes it only takes like a sign-in or just something to happen and a team can be flying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I just want to see us not lose the stupid games, not lose to Sheffield United yeah. in the cup. I don't mind losing to City. You know, it, I do mind, but you know what I mean. It's not unexpected. But those stupid little losses, which were un, which were avoidable if Spurs weren't playing stupid games, start batter people and push on in the second half. Don't just defend one nil leads. I'm so bored of the last five years of yeah. this low block, pragmatic, boring stuff. What What yeah. are you saying? What are you saying for the game at the weekend for Brentford? Yeah, we can talk about that. Um, super interesting, right? Because they they can't they don't have any secrets anymore. Mm. Um, Ivan Tony won't be there. Um, Rumours were we were going to go in for him, which is madness. Um, I I'm hoping for a four-three victory. Oh, you know? you've gone for it, yeah. You know, proper, just go for it. Wrexham lost three-three-four, didn't? Four-three-three-four, uh, didn't they? First game back okay. after all that, I'm pretty sure. I could see it being a draw at the weekend, to be honest. Uh, you, you know, opening games of the season are often quite cagey. Um, just important to go there at like going there and uh, going when you lose the opening game of the season, it just proper deflates you. Yeah. So you just like you it'd back, be, it'd, it? yeah, it'd be like it'd be great to go there and play really one win. Of course it would, but like you know, you just you don't want to go there and get beat on the opening day because it just makes you go, oh, and then there'll be all the old cane, you know, you know, all of this, you know, who's going to want to go there, all of that, all the doom and gloom. So you just like, first thing, just, just don't get beat and put a good yeah. performance in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't think of it. It's, it's an interesting, I wish I was going, it's a way, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely interesting. Um, mate, it's great to have you back. Hopefully, we'll have more of the great game back, back soon. Everyone's on holiday. It's, it feels really early for the season to be starting, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, and I think Chris has just texted. She's in the FAB, which I think is either Thunderbirds or the Football Association Board. Is it or the, the pre- something? I don't know what it is. <laughs> the <big> Thunderbirds. <laughs> And she's the co-chair, so obviously Chris is just flying. She's always she, she's just is the that, most incredible No, that'll person. be fans' advisory board meeting at it Spurs, isn't it? It is the fandom. It is. So or Thunderbirds. Or Thunderbirds. I think I she think, got the name. You got the name of the episode anyway. <laughs> I am not sure she's going to listen to this, so let's assume she's not, and let's just, without telling her, assume it's Thunderbirds. Right. So next week, if she's on, we've just got to yeah. drop as many Thunderbirds puns Thunderbirds and references yeah, yeah. as possible. Um, and hope she doesn't spot any of it. <laughs> New theme music as well this season. Oh, da, 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 da. If we get away with it, I'll do the Thunderbirds music as the intro music. If if she doesn't realise, I'll, I know because then everyone, knows, I'll do the outro. Do outro, the, uh, outro, the yeah. Outro. No one, no one makes it an hour oh, in anyway. I'm just going to do that anyway. <laughs> oh God, love it. This is this is why we're back, Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Bye, mate. Well, thank you, uh, mate. Always a pleasure, and look forward to speaking to you every week of my life. This, this stupid <laughs> pod. <laughs> really? <laughs> I've got to do something before just to 
while away the hours until we die. Um, <laughs> mate, thank you. Uh, and don't forget, the future's bright, the future's lily. It actually is bright and lily white. Um, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realised until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.